mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey guys, welcome back to Marriage of Martinis. This is Adam and Danielle. Say hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, we're talking about pregnancy and labor today. So um, I'm going to shut up for the rest of the episode and here's mm-hmm. Danielle. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for contributing. <laughs> well, that's about as much as I can contribute. <laughs> I know, you're lucky I'm letting you be part of this I know, episode. I'm surprised I'm even here. Well, I need to do one with a bunch of women, but I need to get a bunch of women who are willing to be on the podcast and talk about this stuff. Oh, there's got to be a, a few. A lot of my friends are like, I can't, I don't know, I won't be any good at it. And I'm like, you will, once you have four drinks in you, you'll be good at anything. Right. So... Um, yeah, but first, I want to talk about something that leads to pregnancy, which is sexting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first step in many steps yeah. to get pregnant. Um, I put on Instagram, for those of you who um, follow us on Instagram, you saw a text that I posted that I was supposed to send to Adam in the middle of the day, sometimes we text each other mm-hmm. when you're at work and everything. And depending on, you know, the mood or how we're feeling or if we're not fighting, if we're getting along, <laughs> um, sometimes we'll send, you know, like dirty texts. So I posted something that I sent to accidentally to one of right. Ian's friend's moms. This was last year. And... Um, you know, most of his friends' moms are my friends. So if I did that to 90% of the moms of his friends, they would be, they would think it was hilarious. Or text you back like, yeah, I want to do that to you too. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Like we would have some kind of banter and it would be hysterical. But this mom happened to be a mom that I did not know at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and if, look, listen, I don't care who you are. If you send me a text, a sext, um, then I am going to text you back immediately and be like, can we have drinks tonight? I love you. Right. Like, you know, if you accidentally, because it just shows that you, you know, you're probably fun and we'll yeah. play. So um, this mom was fine about it. <laughs> I Let's just say if this was a friendship test for me, she would have failed. You've, yeah. She would have failed. Totally she failed. was She was fine. Like she didn't, you know, she didn't write back that she was offended or she did, but she just kind of wrote back like no problem. Yeah, no, it was ignored. Kind of ignored. Yeah. Yeah. And she moved on. She she still had him over. Interesting. So okay. she didn't cancel the play date. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so as everyone. As long as you didn't come. <laughs> right. Yeah, to the house. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, as long as I wasn't yeah. there. Um, well, but who knows if she thought that my son was going to be a bad influence or something, if that's how his mother speaks. Mm, true. But she didn't. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So I had a ton of people saying, what did it say? What did it say? And then. Well, what? I don't even know what it said. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I never te- got it. You never 
No, I think afterwards. Yeah. So what happened was afterwards, I was mortified. Like when something like that first happens, you want to crawl outside your body. <laughs> I can imagine. You want to do whatever. You know what I mean? The second, you know how you do something like, and you know, you did something bad or you sent an email to the wrong person or you texted the wrong person or you just, something comes out of your mouth that you shouldn't have come out of your mouth and you can't take it back or whatever. Like, and you have that feeling of just wanting to crawl out of your skin. That's how I was. I was well, like, yeah, I'm excited to hear what this thing said. Okay, so remember. the truth is, well, I have to be it, honest. Save it for the end of the episode, which means no, <laughs> everybody no, has no, to no, listen no. all the way mean. through. That's mean. I already told people they have to tune in. Um, I'm hoping people will listen through anyway right. because it's going to be a good episode. But um, the truth is, here's the honest to God truth. Okay. That the second I sent it, I panicked. Like, I went into panic mode. But... I knew that it would be good blog material. <laughs> right. So I screenshot it and then I deleted it. I mean, I deleted the actual text right. and then I blacked it out. And that was the only one that I kept because I knew. But um, I can tell you basically what it said. I don't know exactly word for word because I don't remember. But Oh, you blacked it out bef- like before you posted it? Yeah, the other well, day? I blacked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blacked it out as oh. soon as because I didn't want it sent anywhere else because you know <laughs> how something like that happens and you panic and all of a sudden you go into like, you know, like recovery mode and like, you know, trying to save yourself. And I was like, oh God, this can't be out in the world. Right. So, um, but I do know basically what it said. Mm-hmm. And I was at the time, I remember what was happening. I was watching Outlander. <laughs> For those of you who watch Outlander, you know that is, that is the best sex on TV. And um, if you do not watch Outlander, you need to start because um, it, it puts it almost puts Fifty Shades of Grey to shame. Really? Should yes. I should I watch it? No, you it, would hate it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it is a fat. I mean, it's my fa- one of my favorite shows. So I was watching that, and it's like a very sexy show or whatever. And I guess we were going out that night, so I was you know excited for date night. Um, and I I believe I said in the text something like, I can't believe like I. Uh, I wish you were inside of me right now or something like that. <laughs> right. Something along those lines. Okay. I don't know exactly what it said, but it was bad. It wasn't just like, I love you. I miss you. It well, was to like, you know, it was like, uh, uh, it was bad. It was okay. something but about even, you but, being. Yeah, but that's not even that bad. Well, it is if you don't know the person you're sending it to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she was probably like, dude, I, I just want your son to go over for a play date. <laughs> you haven't even bought me dinner yet. <laughs> right. At least have a glass of wine to get the first. <laughs> no, I don't even think I don't even think she would do that. Right. I don't even think that would be, um, you know. I, so anyway, and I, listen, her her kid is very nice, and um, you know, I don't think she's listening to our podcast because I don't think this is the type of thing she listens to. But um, you know, I'm sure she's a very nice person, and I don't dislike her right. or anything. Okay. I just, uh, okay. Okay. Everybody. All knows. right. Yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. What? Now what? Yeah, I don't know. You're the one who cut me off. Well, it's enough for the like. Oh, sorry. Apology. Well, but- I promised everybody on Instagram. They were all like, "What?" I said, "Tune in next week, and you will hear the answer." So mm. I had to tell them. I, I I think they might be disappointed in that. I don't think so. What right? What the fuck was I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't know. Like that was just so like Are you drop kidding? off a cliff kind of I don't, thing. I mean, what could be worse than that? Okay, don't I, even go yeah. there. <laughs> don't even go my, there. My I'm not just drunk started. enough for yeah. that yet. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about pregnancy and okay. labor. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, I, I don't even know where to chime in on this one because I, I need... Okay, so don't. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> yes, you, you are. You, you have to. You ask me questions no, and you, I'll answer. No, that's, because we need the husband perspective, right. too. I mean, that's an important perspective. Um, so, um, yeah, so I was 27 when mm-hmm. I... Or no, 26 when I first got pregnant. Um, and uh, the first time. So we've talked about the fact we have three kids. So I was 27, 30, and 33 when I had all our kids. Uh, and I also had a miscarriage, which I've talked about. Um, between Mia and Ian, between our first and second child, I had a miscarriage um, in the first trimester, but like late-ish in the first trimester, um, which we'll get into more either this episode or another episode. And I'm more than happy to talk about it. And for anybody who's gone through a miscarriage or worries about that, or um, but I went on to have two more beautiful, healthy kids. Um, and uh, so I guess my first question to you is like what do you remember about me being pregnant like what sticks out in your mind you know what you asked me this you prepped me for this and i I, prepped you 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 gave me these questions in advance you prepped me for Mm -hmm. these yeah um and i i can't remember like i don't my memory sucks as it is like i i I just don't even well it depends what it's about yeah, that's true. Like you couldn't, you know, everything about the solar system, <laughs> right? But like you're like, what's our kid's middle name again? <laughs> true. What grade is he in? But like, I, I things that happen in my life, like I just I have trouble. It's something in my family. Like my sister's the same way. Like we we just can't remember our childhood for some reason. Oh god. Yeah, we weren't well, like, like locked in a closet thing, or anything. Right? Yeah, no, that didn't happen. We locked stuff out. But we just for some reason have bad memories of things so anyway so yeah so you being pregnant you have a poor memory you don't have bad memories of things that would mean no 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 no. right i have a poor memory like i can't i I have trouble remembering things yes yes um but the the biggest thing that sticks out of my mind i guess because it was your our first child um was the doctor who scared the shit out of us Um, yeah and uh, this is all ocd stuff aside Right. right. So yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about if you haven't listened to the OCD episode, we're not even going to get into that here right. because that it. would take another. Yeah. Um, so if you if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. You'll hear all about my my uh, ridiculously debilitating bout with OCD during my first right. pregnancy um, and, uh, you know, and beyond that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so that aside, although that is what I think set off my OCD was this alarmist doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. I mean, okay. yeah, he scared the shit out of us. Right. Um, where I mean, y- y- I'll let you tell the story. But um, but as far as you like, what do I remember about you being pregnant? I, I, I kind of don't because you you were very high functioning after the OCD stuff. Um, what do you mean high functioning? Uh, like you went about your day as you normally would. Like I don't remember anything specific about you being pregnant that, mm-hmm. you know, got in the way of your daily life. And you don't routine. remember me like gaining 50 pounds with every pregnancy? I, well, <laughs> so, so does every you know, no, no, I think the average is like 20 to 30 pounds. No, well, I probably didn't know that because you wouldn't tell me how much weight you gained anyway. So, no, how we would talked I about that, that in another episode. How, <laughs> when I was about to go into labor, the nurse right. said to me, Get on the scale, right, and but, I was but, like, but you Fuck didn't. you, yeah, but, but you didn't. So, I didn't know. No, I, I did when you left the room, correct? But she wanted me to get on the scale in front of you, and I was like, Do you? Do you not know how this works with women? Right. So <laughs> like, I I'm not getting on the scale. I wouldn't get on the scale. Yeah, I didn't know how much weight you gained or, right. or any of that stuff. Right. Um, so um, no, nothing sticks out of my mind other yeah. than, you know, 
being scared a couple times about you know right okay so i had um with our first my first pregnancy i was having some cramping but that was also probably my ocd like you know like making it more than it was probably a little cramping which is totally normal you know in your first weeks of pregnancy and everything a little cramping you know that's all i had i wasn't intense cramping it was i wasn't hunched over in pain it was like a little bit of cramping so i went to the doctor and um it turned out i had an ovarian cyst um what i later learned and i'm not a doctor so again i have to preface that with like whatever we say you still need to go get checked by a doctor if you but um i had an ovarian cyst which the doctor put me on bed rest for Mm -hmm. and like made it as if i was gonna like lose my ovaries Right. When an ovarian cyst is extremely common. Right. So if it bursts, if it gets very big and it bursts, there could be problems. Um, it was small. And I later learned, you know, I do get like, I do, I am, I have like cystic ovaries, like I get cysts on there. I later learned it's no big deal. Like I totally could have gone to work. I totally could. I should have walked into that office and he should have been, you know what? We're going to check it. We're gonna, you're going to come back right. in four weeks or three weeks, and we're going to check it. But he was like such an alarmist and was so, I don't know, maybe he had like dealt with a lot of um, litigious, you know, patients or whatever. But he was like, I felt like he was covering his ass to yeah. the millionth degree. Well, look, also, side note on that one, like, thank you doctors out there, by the way, like, Oh, of course. We obviously couldn't live without you guys. 99%, you know, I happen to pick the wrong doctor. Well, we know there's malpractice insurance. We know there's, you know, costs associated with, you know, frivolous Mm -hmm. lawsuits. Oh, I'm sure it's scary to be a doctor. And you have to cover your asses on. Mm -hmm. So he probably saw it and said, I have to tell you this. Well, but but it was to the next level. Not to the degree that he did. But just saying like, you know. Every little tiny minute, not that it was minute, but every little thing has to be said. Because if you don't, right. and then it comes back okay, to you. Okay, so I said to him, could I lose my ovary? And he said, yes. And I said, oh my God, well, could I lose my ovary? He's like, yeah. Like, you know, probably right. like, instead of being like, look, that's not going to happen. Right. You're going to be okay. Here I am, a young girl, you know, 26 years old. I obviously have no knowledge of what is going on. Like, I needed somebody to say to me, you're going to be okay. Right. It's well, going to be like, okay. Yeah, if, it's like if you go to buy a car and you say, well, can I get an accident in this car? And they'll be like, well, yeah, of course you right. can. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you right. know, like, Instead of being like, oh, well, it has the utmost safety features. And, and it's probably know. not going to happen. Right, but, exactly. You know, exactly. It, of course it can happen. Right. Yeah. So he was just, it was a very, you know, old school alarmist um, practice. And, you know, someone referred me to it and I went. I probably didn't do a lot of research. Um, I just went to the first one that somebody told me about, you know, thinking who, you know, they're probably all semi-similar. And uh, it turned out to be... Um, a crazy thing. So I, I wound up um, after my pregnancy uh, with them, with that practice, I wound up writing them like a really intense long letter about why I was leaving the practice before my next pregnancy and um, how they like scarred me for life and how I felt like, you know, I would call them. I remember one time I called the practice and I said, I'm losing weight in my first trimester. As much as I lost, I gained 50 pounds later, I was losing weight in my first trimester. And I called them and I said, I, I, I'm losing weight. I don't, I'm not, I can't eat. I'm nauseous. I blah, blah, blah. And his response to me was, so go eat a cheeseburger. Like, big deal. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, he, I'm sure he thought I was an idiot. I'm sure he thought I was like, so who cares? So you'll gain it again. But like, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. 
So just stuff like that. So I wrote them a long letter. So the kicker is, the second part of the story is my second pregnancy with Ian. Um, I changed practice. I love my new practice. I'm doing great. The night I go into labor or the morning I go into labor, um, I go to the hospital. I'm like so excited for my, do- you know, my doctor. It's a C-section, but I went into labor two weeks early. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, it was scheduled, but I didn't go at the scheduled time. Uh, in walks the fucking doctor to deliver the baby right. who I had written this crazy intense letter to about why I thought he was a sucky doctor. And now he's going to just happens to be he's the on-call doctor for the emergency for the hospital. And he's going to wind up delivering my second kid anyway. So he walks in and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, is he going to like take my insides out and like buy them, like sell them (laughs) on the black market? Like what's going to happen here? Right. And he was very professional. He did a great job. I saw him before you did because I was waiting outside while they prepped you. Oh. And so I saw the doctor before he went into the, you know, delivery room. Mm -hmm. And I. I looked at like holy shit! Mm-hmm. Like, are you fucking for mm-hmm. real? Mm-hmm. Like, is this like? Come on! I mean, how many doctor? But, how many OBs must work there? Right, you but, know, a hundred. We knew he was a good doctor. Yeah. Like, all right, no bedside manner, but a good like. We, of course. I knew you were going to be okay, so there was no. Yeah, but in that moment when I saw him walk in, I was a little bit like. This is like the Twilight Zone. Right. This is literally like one of those episodes of a show where you're like, like you you couldn't you can't stage that like the the, the irony right. of it and the. Um, so you thought he was going to put your stomach back where your liver goes and listen, your liver where your kidneys go. I mean, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Once I was on morphine, I was fine. Right. But for a split second, I was sort of like, uh, you know. Um, so. Yes. Yeah, well, for those of you who may, may not know how C sections work, it's you know. Obviously, it's not a vaginal birth, and they cut you open and take your insides out to get the baby out of the canal. So that's why. So I which say, which organs do they take out? Do you know? I, you know what? I may have blocked that out mm-hmm. <laughs> from my memory. But you but literally saw my organs sitting outside I, my body. I I remember. Um, was my the liver baby, okay? The, the baby ready to come <laughs> Did out. Did it look like it needed to be like squeegee? <laughs> the nurse said, oh, stand up and look. The, the baby's gonna about to come I'm out the canal. I'm surprised that's legal to do that, that you can eh, stand up not? and look. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I saw some things outside of your body, which, um, uh, yeah, I'm still dealing with. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm, no, because I'm not quite sure if I thought that was like weird or confusing well wait a minute that was after you i had a c-section with our first after we i went through 12 hours of labor in um you know without an epidural because the same doctor practice who was you know who made me nervous about the cyst uh came in i was four centimeters dilated at like five o'clock in the morning, and he said, "I'll come back in and check on you." Um, and I was in so much pain. Remember, they yeah, told me I, I wasn't. That. They told me I wasn't in labor. Right. They were like going to send me home. And I was like, "Listen, I've never been in labor before, but I, th- you can't send me home." Like I was in the worst pain of my entire yeah. life. Like, oh, I remember beyond. So um, he said to me, "I'll be back to check on you." So he goes away. Didn't come back for God knows how long. And then he comes back, although it was rather quick that I dilated. He comes back and I'm 10 centimeters and he's like, oh, too late for an epidural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So oh, well, I was like, are much. you kidding me? <laughs> right. I'm like the one person in the world who's like, I would have been like, give me all the drugs. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to prove anything. I want, you know, I wanted it all. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So it just sucked that, you know, and then I was at, I was dilated at 10 centimeters for like six hours and I couldn't get the baby out. I was pushing and pushing um, and I just couldn't. And then there was merconium. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if for anyone who doesn't know what merconium is, it's when the baby poops inside of you. So I'm sure it was not pretty down there what was going on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Refer back to the uh, TMI episode. Right. Exactly. We should have talked about that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so there was merconium. And then finally, at a certain point, merconium gets dangerous and they had to take me in for a C-section. Well, she was lodged on your pelvic bone or something, right? She couldn't. She couldn't get out. Oh, we had know. to get you out. I don't even know if I cared or right. wanted to. Like I, all no. I knew was that I would have at that point, I legitimately, like I remember seeing the anesthesiologist and being like, I would do anything to you yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like, you know, the, like this uh, big, he was like the cutest. I loved him. I remember him. He was great. Yeah. So he was like this, you know, big dude. And he, um, and I just remember looking at him and like being like, I, I get, like I get, like drug at like I yeah, legitimately yeah. get drug addicts like for yeah, real like that's serious like were, I got it you were fine in like three seconds oh my god you were like I I can't even begin to tell you you know um like I I've never really done drugs I I've always been scared to do drugs because I have such an addictive personality we talked about the fact that we were both smokers and obviously we love to drink and um you know I've tried pot a few times I never really liked it that's why it has nothing to do with me being against it I just never really liked it um and I, you know I but I think I'm a very um, sensitive person and I don't judge anybody for, you know, what they go through or what, what, you know, what they do. At that moment, when I received the spinal, when I received the, you know, um, and they actually put the, the needle is like, I mean, it's crazy. It's like six inches long. Yeah. It's legitimately like that scene from like, it's like a sword fighting scene, like in, you know, like princess bride or something it's crazy so um and they they put it in all the fight scenes you come with princess i don't know i don't don't watch a lot of fighting movies so uh they they put it in the first time and i you hear what you never want to hear as somebody getting you know a spinal uh we're gonna have to do it again yeah it didn't go in the right place we're gonna have to do it again this is after so first you sign something saying you could have a stroke you could be paralyzed you could and i'm like i don't fucking care like it's a small price to pay for (laughs) i wasn't just i can't even the pain was like beyond so um so then uh they have to do it again but once they do it again in, I mean, in three seconds, I was like, I went from the worst pain of my entire life to the best feeling yeah. I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, because I was outside for all of that. They don't let the husband in mm-hmm. while you're being prepped. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I only get to come in when I see the good stuff, mm-hmm. when I get to come in to you flying high and... It was hilarious for me. Mm -hmm. So I just remember, I mean, I do remember, like, I remember thinking to myself, like, 
oh my god i would do i would literally do anything to get that drug in me right now and once it went and once it was in me i remember like telling him how much i loved him Mm -hmm. and i was like i I, I was like you're my favorite person in the world (laughs) i love you so much i will leave my husband for you you complete me yeah yeah i could see he was giving you the uh the eye there <laughs> <laughs> um so you know so it was i mean it was legitimately like at that point you know when you get the c-section and you can feel your body kind of like tossing and turning and they're like cutting you open and it smells like they're soldering something like, oh yeah it's a burning smell. yeah there's a burning smell yeah. like you actually smell your body on fire <laughs> which is very strange or melting or something yeah, yeah it's weird but you don't care you're like i don't give a shit yeah i didn't have morphine by the way so i cared yeah but you yeah but you didn't deserve morphine i earned it i earned it so, uh, so it was just like a moment of, oh my God, I get it. I get that feeling of needing something so badly that you will do anything for it. And I think in that moment, quite honestly, I would have done anything for it. Right. That's not a joke. Like, no, I, I, get I it. think I would and have. I, get, I think other people do too. Worked the streets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going on a little long here for that. <laughs> but I just, I get it. Okay. Let's, yeah. Let's, Let's move get on. past that one. Okay. So, is there anything else about your pregnancy that you remember that's uh, like significant to, or do you want to move on to the next? I mean, yeah. So we talked about gaining fifty pounds. I just, you know, I remember in my first trimester, legitimately feeling like um, more exhausted than I had ever felt in my entire life. Like I remember feeling like I just could not get off the couch and do anything. And luckily I didn't have any other kids yet with the second and third. It was different because, you know, then you're chasing after other kids and you have other people to worry about. But I remember one time I was on the couch and I legitimately felt like I couldn't move and you, and I hadn't unloaded the dishwasher or something and you came home from work and we had no plates or, you know, this was back when we were like in our town oh no not in our townhouse in our first house mm-hmm. and you were like okay well why don't you unload the first half of the dishwasher and i'll unload the second right. half of the dishwasher makes total sense and i was like oh my fucking god he does not get it i can't <laughs> i cannot move right now like i was like creating a spinal cord <laughs> and a heart and a brain <laughs> and you were like at work like filling out papers yeah and that's all i do and i I I, and you came home and were like trying to bargain with me about the dishwasher (laughs) and i was like just unload the fucking dishwasher don't even remember it always goes back to the dishes with us don't think this happened don't even remember oh it did oh it (laughs) happened Mm -hmm. um i actually just as we're speaking here thought of another um one of my favorite memories about your pregnancy again with mia with you know with our first um, it got to a point where we, we didn't go out. Like, we didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. We were too tired. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like three seasons into 24. Oh, yes. And we would pull all-nighters. Yes, we would binge watch. And binge watch 24. Yes. Starting from the, you know. And that we was were such on a good show. Three and like, I don't three days right we stayed up all night because i couldn't sleep anyway when i remember being worried i was like should she be hearing this (laughs) (laughs) now we like put the godfather on for our kids Uh, like you know Uh, but that was great i did i loved that like Mm -hmm. that was yeah that was really fun yeah that was really cool that was great um yeah i mean i I think other than that um you know i just I, i think i remember um you know, cravings. I had like weird cravings with each kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like milk or something with me and right. a Sprite with the other kids. 
Um, and what about, do you remember finding out that we were having a girl? I remember that. Um, so we decided to find out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we were 27. We were young. Mm-hmm. And you know, listen, whenever I pictured having a child, it was a boy. And I was throwing a baseball or a football or whatever. Like anytime I pictured in my whole life having a child, it was a boy. Mm-hmm. And we found out it was a girl. And I think my face turned completely white mm-hmm. when I was told. And I had to sit down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like utterly disappointed. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Devastated. And, and you were you and you admitted it. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, you I, weren't even like, oh no, I'm so happy oh, either no. way. I'm like, everybody yeah. back up. I gotta sit down. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then she was born and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. your little girl is born mm-hmm. and it's all over. Right. Yeah. So you never know what it's going to be until, you know, you, you you finally have your first kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, done. Like, right. Love. Well, and on the other side of it, when, when we found out that Ian was a boy. Right. You were, like, in heaven. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I still wanted the boy. Mm-hmm. But I would never, you know, yeah. I don't want to say and trade then for whatever. J- for but, our third, you know, we had a boy and a girl already. Uh, yeah, a I girl didn't and care. A boy. Well, I did. I didn't care. I mean, listen, now, like you said, now that we have another boy, right. I'm so happy. But at the time, I was like, I have a sister and, you know, we're best friends and I love her so much and I can't imagine my life without her. So a little bit, I wanted a sister for my girl. Well, on, on contrary to that, um, not that I cared for me, but I, I want, I think I wanted a little bit more another boy for Ian because they'd be close in age Mm -hmm. so they'd be like fun brothers I know but me and my sister aren't close in age my sister and I aren't close in age but we're best friends we're seven years apart yeah but it took you a long time okay yeah but but at least they they can grow up together and like beat each other up and be boys perfect yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. That that's that's No, I listen, thought. it was selfish of me to be like, oh, this is what I know having a sister, so, you know. Damn right. But I think it's important also for uh guys to have sisters. I think it makes them a little bit more uh, you know, sensitive and gets you breaks you into having a wife one day if you're going to have a wife one day, you know. I think you're thinking too far into this thing. All right. Yeah. Well, that's how I that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um I guess also um I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like anything about like feeling the baby kick or like I feel like with guys, I don't know, we're, when the baby kicks, we're like so excited for you guys to feel it and we like want you yeah. to put your hand on there it's and feel of, everything. And Yeah, it's kind of like um, a letdown for the guys. The baby's not inside of us and we don't feel it kick like that. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see, you know, to feel like, but honestly, like it could just be like you know, a burp in your belly or something, mm-hmm. it would feel the same. Right. Well, so, that's how it f- kind of feels from the beginning for the girls, too. You feel like it's almost like a little butterfly, like, flying around. Yeah, it's like... But, but, but... And I hated being... I was the worst pregnant woman ever. I hated it. I absolutely hated being pregnant. I wasn't interested in, like, giving up my sushi and my wine. I did it, but, I, you know, for, at least for the first two, I did yeah, it. Right. Um, you know, I wasn't interested in all that. Like, I didn't... I hated how I felt. I had, you know, my whole body just felt disgust like I just I wasn't a good some pregnant woman looks so cute and they wear their maternity outfits and you see them and you're like oh my god you're the most adorable thing ever I like looked like an oompa 
Loompa when I was pregnant. <laughs> I was not cute. There was nothing nice about it. I looked terrible in maternity clothes. Well, the spray tan didn't help. I didn't have a spray. Oh. <laughs> so I, I just, I was, I hated myself pregnant. I just felt disgusting. There was nothing cute about me, but... I did love the feeling of feeling the kid, you know, inside there. And I used to, like, sit in bed for hours and just feel my stomach. And, you know, that part I loved. Another one of my side notes here, by the way. So for the first two, you follow the rules. No sushi, no wine, no Mm -hmm. whatever. Soft cheeses. Yeah, whatever. You don't touch that stuff. And also, um, I'm like a sweet and low addict. Right. And I didn't have sweet and low. Um. So for the third pregnancy, I didn't I even think, have coffee. I think for the third pregnancy, all those rules went aside, and you kind of did whatever you wanted. No, not in the beginning. Towards the end. Okay, whatever it was, but yeah. during the pregnancy, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you, yeah. Enjoyed the stuff you liked. Oh, a hundred percent. And our third child is our smartest child. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, all our children are wonderful <laughs> in their own way. But yes, he is. <laughs> so just he, saying, he might cure cancer one day. Uh, we're take, not sure. Take advice with he a grain might. of salt. Yeah. Again, we're not experts or doctors or anyone. No. But, but just listen. You know. Well, it's so funny because when I was having all these, um, you know, I, I couldn't eat for the first part of my pregnancy, even though I made up for it in spades. Um, I remember my sister-in-law saying to me that she had a friend who was going through the same thing and all she wanted was sushi. And the doctors were like, she, she lived in Japan, by the way. Okay. And the doctors were like, so go on a sushi diet, like big deal. Right. And I couldn't eat turkey. They told me not to eat um, well, any cold cuts, right. any processed, processed foods. But then I had a friend who lived in Florida who was like, I've never heard that in my life. Mm-hmm. So it all depends like where you're from and what the customs are and everything. And like what, you know, it all depends where you're living. Like this, is, this isn't a universal thing. Right. This is what, you know, we hear in our yeah, listen, side we, of the world. We don't know shit, the two of us. Mm-hmm. But- Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's all it's all okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, listen, to a point, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah, it's all you know. Yeah. I, by the don't, by, don't by, stress about. By it. my third kid, I was like, listen, I'm gonna, I, I want Brie. I'm gonna have Brie. Right. So, um, not saying that that's the way you should do it, but I'm just saying, you know, if it happens and you forget, don't freak out. You'll be all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, so what I was gonna ask you oh. is. If someone came and said to you, I'm going to give you the opportunity to be pregnant, to know what it feels like to be pregnant, right? you know, even for like a week or okay. two weeks or a month or whatever, would you do it? Would you take that opportunity? Why would I? I don't know. I mean, it does. You're not curious what it feels no. like. Really? Not even a little? I mean, to just feel what it feels like to have a baby inside you. Like, there's no part of you that's like, oh, I wish I could have been the one to carry the child. All right. So we we should move on to the next question. (laughs) No, I don't ever want to feel anybody inside of me. I don't want (laughs) to... I'm not into that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. You better clarify that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, right. You better clarify that. I never want to feel... Okay. But I I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, I have no interest in being pregnant. I have no interest in feeling what it feels like. Um, uh, yeah, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm interested to hear if other guys feel the same way because I feel like, no, that's, I don't know. No. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. When I start hearing women talk about, 
oh, pregnancy is the best. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same it. way. No, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Right, so that's a life. No, no, I have no, I, I'm so happy I never have to be pregnant again. Right. Like, you know, there's part of, if I could just like, you know, feel if like kicking. If, if you were talking about pregnancy like you were talking about morphine, yeah, I'd want to be pregnant. Right, if it felt <laughs> like that, yeah. Though I'm not, I have no, I see pregnant women and I'm like, good fucking luck, dude. <laughs> No, they, but but a lot of my friends that was like the they loved it, and we also talked about the fact that I had zero sex drive when I was pregnant. Oh yeah, none, yep. none, 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 none. I couldn't well, even stand myself. Th- so I was wait. like, why should he have to be near me? I I I smell. I feel weird. I like swollen all over. Well, um, I ha- I kind of had that question here in my notes too. Do, do women like pregnant sex? Like, oh yeah. Like oh, second really? trimester is like supposedly like so many women. God yeah, so damn. my friends are like, I wanted it all the time. I know. I'm so sorry. Seriously? I, By the time you gave birth, I had forearms the size of Papa. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I think. But but the lucky thing is that usually I'm not like that. No, of so course. So it could be, you know, some women maybe don't right. usually have good sex drives, but then I, during their second yeah, trimester. I remember trying like deep into your pregnancy like yeah you talked sex. about this uh, during I? the okay. sex episode yeah I, it did not work yeah no. no i was i i honestly i really was the worst pregnant woman ever um you know i, I wouldn't say that i would just say oh i was i, the I think worst i was pregnant person ever like no well i, I, I said I, before you were pretty high there. functioning at least but no you... but what i'm saying is that like i i I think I was uh, every. I think every symptom you could have, I had. I had the indigestion. I had the swelling. I had, you know, the moodiness. I had the exhaustion. I had, um, you know, like every single thing that you could have. You know, I gained a, you know, crazy amount of weight. Like you know, fifty plus pounds. Like I just every. I did not have gestational diabetes, which is shocking because the way I ate. Like, I would legitimately be like, oh, I haven't had McDonald's in, like, four hours. So I would, like, drive. I mean, I I just ate whatever the fuck I wanted. I used it as an excuse Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, I'll have that sixth piece of pizza. Like um, Sixth piece of pizza? I mean, honestly. No, that's eight slices. (laughs) I I did not need an entire pie. But um, I just. No, because you saved me two slices, so. I used, um, you know, I definitely, like, for me, we've talked about the fact that, like, food is a big thing for me, and I definitely used it after I got over the nausea as, like, a way to just stuff my face, and I did. So, um, all right, what are your feelings on, I'm interested in if other people, so we did push presents. We did? Uh, yeah, you did. You gave me push presents. I did? Do you remember what a push present is? That was nice of me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure. But do you know what a push present of is? Of course, but yes. Okay, so, so what is it? So explain push, it. Push present is a, a, a gift for your wife after the baby's born. Okay, yeah. so you get your, so the baby's born, and it's almost like a thank you for going through that, I guess. I don't know. So I give you one with Mia? Mm-hmm. What was it? I don't remember. A watch. Oh, mm-hmm. that's nice of me. Yeah. Um, was Ian the earrings? Mm-hmm. That was nice of me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you got me one. You still owe me one for Jonah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> I think it's that's what it is. No, I gave you Jonah for that one. 
Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I'm just interested if people do push presence. I don't know. Listen, it could be we're close to New York City. Like, I don't know if this is something that the whole country does. Right. Or is it, you know, something that, like, only Jewish people do? Like, I don't know what the well, thing is. If it's not, you just gave the idea to everybody listen, listening. <laughs> I'm all for it. I feel like, why not? Any opportunity to, like, why shouldn't you guys thank us? Like, we just went through, like, some crazy shit for you. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. So I say, whatever you listen, a gift is a small price to pay for it. So, um, you know, I think that I say go for it. Do the push present. Get your wife something. Let her see that you appreciate her. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a watch or earrings or, you know, anything like that. Just Sure it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just show your wife some appreciation. Yeah. And I was also going to say, so I, I asked you if you have any uh, advice for husbands whose wives are pregnant. Uh, yes, like, I do. You know, if it's their yes. first pregnancy okay. or... Ready? Oh, boy. When your wife is in labor... Mm. No, no, no. This is a second one. We didn't get to labor yet. This is just when they're pregnant. Do you oh. have any advice for guys whose wives are pregnant? No. <laughs> That's probably better that <laughs> yeah. way because you... Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, you know, just you, you'll never understand the level of exhaustion. So when she says she's exhausted, it's not the same kind of exhaustion that you know. It's, um, you know, it's like beyond exhaustion. It's not like when you're like, oh, I can't wait to get into bed at night. I'm exhausted. My feet hurt. Blah, blah, blah. It is to a whole other level. I, all right. So my only advice is, especially if it's your first... Uh, just just deal with it. Just go with it. Like, you don't get it. We're yeah, not, just we're not gonna understand. be at her beck and call, please. I mean, I, well, uh, all right. Like, let's not get crazy. Just I, at least understand. I'm not getting crazy. I think that makes help, sense. help out. Like, you know. Like, she's doing, like, she, you don't have to do what she's doing. Isn't that, I mean, that's a big deal. Well, we had to be there in the beginning. Yeah, you were for 16 seconds. <laughs> no, it was 32. Oh, 32 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think... No, um, no, no, I'm just saying uh, you have to understand what they're going through and just help. Like, let's just leave it at that. Oh, my Be God. Be understanding and help. Let's Be understanding, her, you know, help. Like, tell her how beautiful she looks because okay. she doesn't feel beautiful usually. And, um, you know, make her kind of feel like a princess because like, she's having your kid. All right. Can I give advice, I guess, maybe when they're going in, your wife is going into labor? Oh, going all right. So let's yeah, because I want to transition into the labor part. Yeah. So all right. So let's start with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, if your wife is in labor, I've learned this the hard way. Don't read the contraction charts to your wife. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> they don't like that. <laughs> so you would you would say to me, you would look at the chart. And I'd be in the middle of a contraction. Yeah, you'd be like you're almost done. Don't say here comes another one. <laughs> and I would be like, I'm only halfway through. You know, like I, I, and that feels like forever when yeah. you, uh, oh my God, I hated you I for know. that. Guys, don't That's do that. like I, when I've, I've run marathons and when we run a marathon and you're at mile 22 and someone's like, you're almost done. <laughs> and you're like, motherfucker, I have four more miles. And like, they're the hardest miles I will ever run in my entire life. Don't tell me I'm almost done. That's bullshit. Like you would be like, you're almost through. And I'd be like, fuck you. No, I'm not. Right. Oh my god, it was yeah. awful. Just just hold her hand and just be like, okay. Yeah, no. Well, on, gonna be okay. well, actually, I have on that in on that same uh, line of thinking. I have a few other things you should never say to your wife. Okay. 
um, when she's in labor or if you're in the room with somebody in labor. So I eventually brought my sister in with Mia. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember I was holding one of your legs and your sister was holding the okay, other leg. But I needed her in there because you were you were useless. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You were completely useless. And so the when I went into labor, the nurses kept saying to me, you're not in labor. You're not in labor. And I was like, with Mia, I was pissed. But with Ian, our second, I was beyond pissed because I was like, I have been in labor before. Do not tell me I'm not in labor. I'm in labor. And every single time they told me that, and every single time I was in labor. So that was like the most frustrating thing for me. But you did very little. You weren't like trying to fight for me. You just sat there and did nothing. So I finally brought my sister in and she started being like, get her medicine, do this, do that. Like she was the one who was like, you know, all over it. But you should never say to your wife, number one, breathe. Like, fuck you. I don't, if I don't want to breathe, I'm not going to breathe, okay? I don't even know what breathing does. I get it. It's a <laughs> right. Lamaze technique. But like when I'm in the pits of hell, breathing is not going to do any good. Um, and maybe some people, it helps them. For me, I was like, I don't even know. Then everyone started to say to me, bear down. What's that mean? I, exactly. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm not, what, what does that mean, bear down? They're like, bear down, bear down. Oh my God, I wanted to punch them in the face. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. I don't either. And I was like, I don't know what that means, bear down. Like, bear, I don't know. And they kept screaming that to me over and over again. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Okay. So, um, also, don't mention like what's going on down there if you see it and she's up there and you're down there and you see this under the sheet. Yeah. Don't even mention it. Just, you don't need, she doesn't need to know what colors are going no. on or what's coming out. That Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know. A lot of colors. Right. And uh, you can do this, no problem. Like, you're not a fucking coach, okay? This isn't like a football game. Don't, you know, I don't need that kind of like, you fucking do it for me then, okay? Because right. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, th- th- this is not from experience. I didn't say all these things. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. I never said you can do it. I never said bear down. I never- no, you didn't say bear down. The nurses said bear down. <clears throat> But I'm saying, like, don't hear that and, like, copy it. You can do it. Right. Right. Like, I, you, like, people would say that to me, like, you can do it. Come on. You can get through this. And I was like, no, I want you to fucking get through it instead. I don't want to get through it. Um, Oh, and at one point you did say to me, Uh I'll be back soon. I'm going to go get something to eat. I was so hungry. (laughs) It took so long. When I, I was parked. Okay. I was allowed to have ice chips. Yeah. For 14 hours, I ate nothing but ice chips. And you're like, I'm going to go get a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back. Yeah, Chipotle was right around the corner. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) and I wanted to, like, you're lucky that I couldn't get up. That's why I said it. Yeah, because I was like, when you said that, all I wanted to do was eat. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I wanted to do. Um, And then after the fact, after the uh, labor and everything, they say to you, so the nurses will say to you, I'll be like, can I eat yet? Because I hadn't eaten in so long. Or, you know, 12 hours, whatever it was. No. But I hadn't eaten in a long time, and I was starving. And um, and she said to me, and she's like, oh, well, did you poop yet? And with me, I was like, oh, no, I didn't poop yet. And she's like, well, you can't eat until you poop. And then with Ian and Jonah, I was like, yep, I pooped. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. I passed gas. I pooped. Here's a picture of it. <laughs> I could describe it to you. <laughs> I wanted to eat so badly um, that I, yeah, 
I didn't even care what it was. Like I would have eaten anything. And then um, the worst thing that you can hear is, and this our hospital actually doesn't do this, but you're going to have to share a room. Right. Oh, that was one. Come huge. on, let's America really for our women who just had babies. Come on, give us some fucking privacy. We don't want to share a room. Yeah, we need to be done with that. No more room sharing in that the maternity was, ward. Yeah, that was one of the greatest things experiences that we had at the hospital. At mm-hmm. least again, because you had C sections, so you you have an extra two nights at the hospital. Yeah, and extra uh, three nights. Three nights. The maternity ward is incredible. Where we are, maybe not up leading up to right. We had the some pregnancy, bad experiences before that. But after the baby's born, oh, they were awesome. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, and, you're treated like you know, you like you should be treated. Right. You're like, what can we do? And, and I'm like, everything. I don't want to see my kid till I leave. Yeah. Just keep them in the nursery. <laughs> and they did like all night. Well, yeah, I kept them, them all. I wasn't breastfeeding, so they could right. keep them all night. So right. if you're breastfeeding, that can't happen. But I wasn't breastfeeding, and I they brought w- you the baby when you wanted it. Yeah, it was literally like, no, you can keep her all night. I will see her in the morning. I have 18 more years with her. It'll be all good. Right. Yeah. No, um, it was great because I could come stay with you all day and go home at night, and we both get sleep at night because the baby was in the nursery mm-hmm. i was at home and you oh, i don't know how much i was sleeping well, but at least we had you know privacy and mm-hmm. you know time alone and do you remember what you brought me the first morning what my request was to starbucks. eat starbucks starbucks and um sushi mm-hmm. yeah I, I ate yeah you brought starbucks me a starbucks and sushi, and sushi. Yeah. yeah i had a starbucks with like 17 sweet and lows in it <laughs> because i hadn't had I needed to make up for my sweet and low addiction and like a spicy tuna roll at like <laughs> oh, 7 a.m yeah <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Another one, another mm-hmm. little bit of advice. Uh-huh. Get ready for the Braxton Hicks. Right. Because it's going to scare the shit out of you because you're going to think your wife is in labor. Yeah. Or you, if you're, it feels you know, so if weird, you're woman, those you're Braxton labor. Hicks. Um, it's not labor. It's practice pains or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, just be ready for them mm-hmm. and know that they happen. And yeah, and I need to say something too because I'm talking as the worst pregnant woman ever and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. I need to say I know we have um, some of our babysitters are listening and we have, a, you know, some of our 20-something-year-olds who are, you know, like girls in our life who, you know, haven't had kids yet and, you know, I might be scaring them a little bit and I don't want to do that. Um, it's all fucking worth it. Like no matter yeah. what you go through and the fact that I missed the epidural, you most likely won't miss the epidural. You'll be fine. Right. And it helps immensely. I never know. I don't know what it felt like because I never got one. Um, but you're going to be taken care of and it's all worth it. And you are going to be rock stars and get through it all. And you probably will look like really cute pregnant women. I just right. did not. So, um, you know, all of that stuff saying I was an extreme case. So, you know, and I would do it again, all over again in a heartbeat to have what I have now. So, you know, it's all part of the experience and there's lots of good stuff too. Wait, what? you don't want to do that. Not again. now. I'm oh. saying I would go through it all oh, again in a heartbeat. Uh, really? Oh, no. I just got nervous. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. It's all good. I, so, yeah. 
Uh, Braxton Hicks. Oh, you have a you I have, have a stat. Oh my god! You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. You guys are gonna love this. Oh boy! It's... John Braxton Hicks was a 19th century English doctor who, in 1872, he described the uterine contractions not resulting in childbirth, known as Braxton Hicks contractions. That's it. That's your stat. That's it. You're horrible at research. <laughs> for someone so who's so bad. scientific, <laughs> you, could, you could never like give a TED talk or something. You <laughs> would be awful. To have a stat. That's all. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, I have some stats. Okay. Um, you know, so first of all, um, oh, here's one thing I wanted to ask you too. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything about our baby nurse experience? So we had a baby nurse, the same baby nurse with all three kids. She loves shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> So we had a baby nurse. I know a lot of people don't have a baby nurse. Some people do. Um, I, first of all, I had a C-section. I couldn't walk up and down stairs. Like I couldn't do other certain stuff. Although I can't even believe it. I wanted a baby nurse no matter what. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm having a baby nurse, especially after I had two other kids and with a third. Um, I think for two weeks each time we had a baby nurse. And she was phenomenal. But we definitely have some funny stories. She definitely, <laughs> like, we would order food every night, and every night she'd be like, I'll have the lobster. Right. You know, like. Well, yeah, I was saying, like, well, like, we ordered a pizza She was for the great. Family. We loved her. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, give me the shrimp and the uh, Yeah, every night would thing. be like, you know, either the lobster <laughs> or the filet, you know, something like that. Um, she knew, listen, she, she was. She knew what she was doing. Um, but if you, I was going to say, if you want to hear the funniest baby nurse stories I ever heard, which were uh, Jenny Mullen, who's married to Jason Biggs. She's a writer and she's just like, you know, a personality. And her, um, she, she wrote a book called uh, Live Fast, Die Hard. And she talks a lot about her baby nurse and just like some hysterical stories. So if you're, you know, pregnant or about to give birth or whatever, it was a really funny book. I loved it. So um, something, you know, to think about. Um, okay, so some of the stats I have, though, are uh, how many babies today do you think are delivered via C-section? What percentage? 38%. Holy shit, you're good. 30% are okay. delivered via C-section. This number has doubled since 1989. Um, and they say that the rise in number is due to the misconception about how long labor should last. So now we're getting to be where like, we want, you know, we want pain to be as quick as possible. We don't, which I'm totally fine with. Like, yeah. why not? Um, well, I think more people are finding about it the bone feed. So... Or what? Finding out about the morphine. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think the epidural probably feels pretty good too. What, what's what's an epidural? What's in it? Is it morphine or? I mean, if I don't know, I think it, par- it more paralyzes you. I think not paralyzes, but like makes you numb. What's morphine, morphine. Well, more no morphine is more than numb. I never had it. Yeah, it's really good. Oh man. Yeah, I know. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so they say, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, some people are against C-sections. They think there's too many. So once you get a C-section now, a lot of times, not always. I know people who've had C-sections and have had, right, you know, vaginal yeah. births. Why, but what's the, what, why is that a bad thing? To what? Have a C-section. Like, why is it? Well, I, I guess it's surgery. It's major surgery. You know, I had to f- sign all those forms saying that, no, you know. No, that's not what I meant. Oh. Like, 
people saying there's too many C-sections versus vaginal birth. Like oh, why? because again, it's major surgery, okay. and you know, women are going through. You know, you can just if you can just have a vaginal delivery. It's okay. a so, lot of oh, times a so C-section is a major delivery. surgery. Like your your um, sure recovery is. is. You know, I couldn't for 14 days. I couldn't walk no, I up and down. Major surgery. Yeah. Um, so all right. So people aren't against C-sections, other than the fact that it's. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure there are people out there who, you know, everyone has different philosophies. Uh, I say, you know, do what, what's good for you and whatever's, you know, listen, let's not judge. Let's just do it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so they say that the rise in that has been the fact that, um, you know, there's this idea that you need to speed up the time it takes to have a baby. You know, if you push for two hours, then you have to, it's time to get the baby out. Um, yeah, so, uh, and also today on many busy maternity w- units, uh, what percentage of women do you think choose an epidural at home? What, what you know, if you're, th- if you're listening at home, what percentage do you think, uh, would choose to have an epidural today? Wait, so, so a woman in labor mm-hmm. about to have the baby. In, uh, in like a regular maternity unit, you know, like a Mount Sinai hospital. Percentage wise or... want, uh, epidural. Yeah. Yeah, 80 to 90% choose an epidural. Um, Only 6% of women in large hospitals and 12% of women in small hospitals opt for drug-free births. Childbirth dramatically changed in the 19th century. So uh, a dentist actually discovered ether in 1846. He started using ether, you know, for dental pain when he would pull teeth or whatever. And then an obstetrician, Sir James Young Simpson, like got on the bandwagon really fast and introduced chloroform as an anesthetic in 1847. So Queen Victoria, so before 1847, it was thought to be to use drugs in in pregnancy in Europe and everything was thought to like show weakness. You cannot, people, they did not allow it. Women were weak. How, how people would think that. If you could, if you couldn't bear childbirth, they thought, how are you going to be a mother and, you know, bear the hardships of motherhood? Right. So you were proving that you were, you know, you had the strength to be a mom by not having, um, you know, not having drugs during your labor. Uh, but then um, Queen Victoria, who we just learned about because we were at Kensington Palace, she had a, a whole bunch of kids. I've always loved Queen Victoria. Oh, shut up. So she used chloroform. She begged for chloroform during her eighth delivery. In 1853, you think uh, by the eighth delivery she'd be used to it by now? I yeah, I guess. Right? I'm, but I, well, maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, maybe she found out it was an option. You know right. what I mean? Like maybe that was the first time it was an option. Uh, so she used it, and then the practice of childbirth anesthesia spread quickly. Once she did it, everyone else sure. sort of caught on, and she made it okay. So we can thank her for sort of making, you know, she changed it from when the queen asks for chloroform, you fucking give her chloroform. So she made it so that uh, after 1853, there was a a shift in how we thought about, um, you know, about uh, aesthetics during, anesthetics during uh, labor and delivery. Um, Yeah. So, and before the mid 1800s, it was believed um, you know, again, that you if you couldn't withstand this, the pain of labor, you couldn't withstand the hardships of, of motherhood. And uh, in the 1500s, women were uh, burned at the stake for asking for uh, drugs. Yeah, what happened to the good old days? <laughs> so if you asked for drugs, you could be burned at the stake <laughs> for showing weakness during childbirth. Um and uh, that's it. I guess also the rates of water birth and private midwives um, are on the rise. 
So, um, you know, water, water births are still less than 5%. But child, uh, women choose water births for a variety of reasons. But the most common reason is that the perceived benefits in terms of pain, you know, that, that supposedly it helps with the pain. It helps ease the pain. Okay. Uh, warm water has long been used as a source of pain relief for all sorts of aches and pains. And in labor, this has been the added benefit of assisting the heavily pregnant woman to move around more easily. So this is being submerged in water? Yeah. And giving birth? Yeah. And I remember, like, I spent that the entire me. summer. Well, I spent the entire summer before Mia was born in a pool. Your parents had a swimming pool, mm-hmm. and I used to go there every day because I just I felt awful, and it made yeah, but, me feel lifeless. But while you're like, pregnant, like, the baby's like protected by a sack, right? So if you're if you're delivering in water, can't the water get in there and drown the baby? Obviously not. I think it's fine. Wow. No, yeah, because because what I mean because I was in water all the time. No, but not while you were in labor. No, not- but I was in water. I went into. La- I started my labor when I was in your parents' pool. Okay, but the baby is in a sack inside of you, protected. When you're in labor, obviously the baby it's is- fine. You're looking into it too much. Okay, I did that too. I yeah, that no, often. it's all fine. Okay. Um, water births can also minimize the chance of tearing during births, and the water softens all the perineal perineal tissues and provides support to the perineum as the baby's head emerges. It sounds so pretty. I know. <laughs> uh, and about 9% of women currently use midwives in the United States to okay. deliver babies. Yeah. Now, I have some more stats. No, you don't. I do. <sighs> to hopefully try to make everybody Ugh. feel a little bit better about pregnancy and labor. Mm. You don't seem thrilled about this. No, I'm never thrilled when you offer (laughs) stats. Go ahead. Elephants. (laughs) Rum just came out my nose. Elephants have the longest gestation period of any land animal, 23 months. Wow. Okay. Do they even know they're pregnant, though? Well, I think the baby is born in like 300 pounds, so. Right. Right. So doesn't that that make you feel a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they have the longest okay gestation. Okay. But the whales or something are the long. Are but, the biggest, right? but what? The frilled shark has a gestation period of three and a half years. Why does it take so long? Because they're so big. Um, I just got like some <laughs> quick stats here. But like, why should it take so long? <laughs> know why i should take nine months like i feel like back in well, the day things gotta grow it's I, gotta, I understand these are cells dividing but like now a rapid i feel like now we it should be like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's called a test tube like baby. it used to take a really long time to make popcorn <laughs> <laughs> god now you make popcorn really fast <laughs> like we're making these advancements so let's speed this shit up okay speaking of that what don't look i'm not i can't <laughs> see anything Male seahorses are famously known to carry the eggs, okay? Mm-hmm. But they are not pregnant. Male seahorses are not pregnant. What happens is the female deposits unfertilized eggs into a pouch in the male where he then fertilizes them. A few weeks later, an average of 200 baby seahorses are born. And then it's see it later. 
Oh, he leaves? They're, uh, so does the mom. Deadbeat dad? Nope, deadbeat Wait, mom so what happens dad. to the seahorses? They're gone. They go. <gasps> they go just, to an orphanage? <laughs> they're on their own. <laughs> the seahorse orphanage. Shut up. Right? Because I was going to say they're probably like the most sensitive nope. male species ever. Nope. As soon as, the, as soon as they're born... The parents are off, like on vacation. Well, can I be honest? And the babies are I gone. had seahorse pets as a kid, too. <laughs> what, did you have sea monkeys? Oh, sea monkeys, <laughs> yes. I was a terrible parent. I was, uh, thank goodness that's not the test. Well, those are, those are brine My... shrimp. Those aren't seahorses. What are they? Brine shrimp. Yeah, what was that? Brine shrimp. Oh, uh, did yeah. you have to, by the way, did you have to take care of eggs when you yeah, were, yeah, right? Yeah, in uh, home ec? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Health class? <laughs> No, not fry them. Did you have to take in, in sex ed? Did you get oh, eggs? Uh, I mean, um, health health class. Right? Did yeah. you have to take? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how'd you do? Were oh, you okay? Incredible. Are you kidding? I had like four. I juggled them. It was you great. probably like paid girls to take care of them. <laughs> no, I don't even remember that. I don't. Yeah, I, I know. I remember it being a thing. I don't remember. Right. Uh, okay. If I, if I can move on, um, you have more. Yeah, I studied for this one. Wow, you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> in some. Deep sea anglerfish species. Oh God! Like the needlebeard sea devil, the tiny male bites into the female, who is often ten times the size of the male. And so well, that was the same with me and you when I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That was ten times the size of you. So when the male bites the the female. It soon begins to disintegrate, melting and fusing into her until it's nothing but testes, a sperm supply that she'll use to fertilize the egg. So the male bites the female, mm-hmm. disintegrates into her. He becomes in- he becomes ingested into the female. Shut up. And the sperm is released inside of her where she takes the eggs and Does she get any pleasure in that? Like, did it say anything about how they, like, that's what I want to know. Like, do these other animals who like just the eggs and this and that, and there's Mm -hmm. no like, you know, friction and there's no like. No, there's no pleasure. Really? No, unfortunately, fish don't fuck. Do you ever feel guilty that our dogs won't experience sexual pleasure? Uh, Billy does on Ian every day. (laughs) (laughs) I know our dog humps our son all the time. It's all only right. him, though. He doesn't hump anybody besides no. Ian. But Ian's his favorite right. person in the universe. I, Wait, but do you ever okay. feel bad that like we, we deprive them of that, that they can't have well, that sexual pleasure? But do they get pleasure or do they just hump? Like, oh, I, I'm sure. Sh- it's pleasure? Well, wait a minute. Don't you think that's how it happens scientifically? Like that that's how we want to procreate? Why else would they want to hump? Well, wait a minute. Why can't they? Why can't they hump? Like why can't they get pleasure? Because they can't. They can't what? They, I think that most of the time, like the whole reason you have dogs neutered and, you know, and spayed and I'm whatever. neutered. I get pleasure. No, you're no. a different kind of neuter. <laughs> you don't lose your balls. That's No, that's not neutering. That's... Um, they lost their balls. Oh, that's neutering. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they lost the sensation, I think, that because... I don't they, think they lose them. I think they like... What, they're like tucked inside? Yes, I think they no, grow inside. No, you're out of your I fucking mind. Fuck exactly. Yeah. No, but I do kind of, sometimes I'm like, oh, I yeah. feel bad. Yeah, they're okay. Okay. Uh, one last stat. Okay. If any of you women are n- ever heard about super fetation. Oh, God. Have you heard of it? Can you spell it? Fetation? Super fetation. S-U-P-E-R. And I know how to spell super. <laughs> you just said, can I spell the it? The second part. It's one word. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. Super F E T A T I O N. Super fetation. Okay. Getting pregnant while pregnant. What? And there are only. I've heard of getting pregnant when you're breastfeeding, and you're not supposed to get pregnant when you're breastfeeding. There's only been about ten cases in medical history of, of women getting pregnant while they're pregnant. Is this is this Jerry Springer? <laughs> Did you get this on Jerry Springer? That's just another word that I learned today. So okay, wait. So I put it out okay, there. so you can superfetation. So you can get pregnant. So while another you're baby pregnant. starts growing inside yes. a regular baby yeah. when you're already pregnant. And two weeks later, another baby starts. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you all might want to check on this and make sure that this is for real. And uh, as a bonus, stat, I, I I don't even have it in front of me, but I remember during research. Uh, one in five million women are born with two uteri. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't know because Uterus. whoever says it, who has more than one uterus, so you never really talk uteri. about it. Um, I guess so. And there's been one case of one woman born with two uteri getting pregnant in both uteri two weeks apart, giving birth to two non-genetic twins. Does that mean non-genetic twins? Well, it, they're... Oh, by different men. It's not like a... No, same man. But the cell didn't split to become a twin mm-hmm. or... Well, the, the cell way, doesn't always split. So that's uh, identical twin. That's identical identical twin. is split. For, identical splits. Mm-hmm. Fraternal is when... When it's two different uh, eggs being fertilized by the same... Two different eggs fertilized by the same. Mm-hmm. This is two separate uteri, two separate eggs. Yeah, but how different is that from fertilized fraternal? by two separate sperm from the same man? Mm-hmm. So they're born as twins, but there's no link to being fraternal or identical. Oh, and they're probably born at completely different times. Yes, because- two weeks apart is oh, what happened. Oh my god, that poor mother. Yep. <gasps> I hope she got a push present. This shit happens. Wow. Science is so freaky. Yeah. Freaky deaky. Anything else on this one you got? Uh, Let me see. Let me look. 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 Uh, No, that's it. I think we're good. All right. Yeah. uh, I think we're good. Let's end this. Yes, please. Yeah, and I never want to be pregnant again, although I love all you people out there who are pregnant and who are going to be pregnant, and it's fabulous, and it's wonderful, and it's a miracle. Don't but I love my sushi, and I love my everything. soft cheeses, and I love my wine. Things, and things I'm, will happen. Things yes, might go wrong. Yes. You're going to be okay. Oh, you know what we should have researched? What's the oldest woman to ever get pregnant and have a baby? 123. You, you researched that? I saw it today. That's like the Bible. No, that wasn't even true. I just... Oh. Yeah. No, but like now, I feel like like women in their fifties are having kids. Don't make it sound like fifties are that. We're almost there. Well, wait a minute to have a kid. Most women in their fifties go through menopause. Menopause. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> menopause. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm not saying do it if you want to do it. I don't care. I mean, men are eighty having their first kid. So yeah, why should wrong with you guys? I uh, listen. No, look at Alec Baldwin. He has like three kids now or four kids now. He's in his 60s and he's like just starting Actually, over again. Yeah, he's pretty smart. Why? He has a few kids. He's going to croak in a few years. and then he's No, he's into it. He loves it. He's like, I'm just kidding. first, he's like really into well, it. Listen, if you have a billion dollars, it's okay. You can do whatever you want. Well, and if his wife is his wife, she's super hot. So I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's end this one out. Let's end it. Okay. 
um, check us out on iTunes, which you already have because yeah. you're listening. So, well, and please rate and review us. Yes. I know we keep saying it and saying it and saying it. It's really important. And some people um, have come to me and said, I, I hear that you need rate, rates and reviews, and I did oh. it. And I, I have like a whole conversation with them. We have, you know, so let me know if you rate and review. Send me a message saying, hey, I rated and reviewed you. You know what? You rate and review us. Give us your name. We'll give you a shout out. And we'll give you a mug. Oh, you want a mug? Yeah. You want a mug? They're coming. We'll give you a mug. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> Marriage and Martini's Wait, mug. Wait, no. If you, rev- if you review us, you get a mug. If you rate us, you get a business card. No, stop <laughs> it. You get a... Well, yeah, review us, though. Right? Write a few sentences, you know? <laughs> uh, check Danielle out on um, Facebook, because I'm never there. On Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I'm just basically bitching about you the whole time, exactly. and everyone's like, damn yeah, right, woman. Every fucking meme is me. Yeah. Um... Uh, email us at marriageandmartinis at gmail.com. And even still, I know we keep saying this. The website is under construction. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying. We're trying. It. Uh, YouTube, again, is going to be coming too. And and catch up on our episodes. Even yeah. our, you know, so we, we our first episode was a little rough. It was our first episode. But it's kind of, I also think it's kind of fun to see the evolution of it all. You right. know, and I think that we still gave some good insight in our first episode. It was just a little rockier because we we weren't used to it well, but you can see it's like watching the first season of the simpsons you know and you see it and you're like wow why did i like it but i did no it's even it's even worse it's like the tracy ullman version of the simpsons mm, yes when they were just clips before yes, they were a yes, show. yes well i hear sometimes you know i'll hear um now i can completely understand and relate to uh like when a julia roberts says that she watches her early movies you know it's the same thing with us i feel like you know, that we listen to our early, um, I, I equate myself now to Julia Roberts, where she says, I listen to my early movies and I'm, I'm mortified by it. And now we, we're, we're on the same level. Hmm. I'm, I'm putting myself in the same category as Julia yeah, Roberts. Yeah, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> well, that she listens to her first movies and she's like mortified uh, 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 by all it. All right, nobody cares. Okay. I was trying to make a point. I thought you were going to go off of it and like. Uh, yeah, no. I, it was a good joke and you all fucking ruined yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Let's let, let's let them I was trying day. to equate myself to Julia Roberts, <laughs> okay? okay? Good. Uh, all right. We said it all, right? We said too much, just <laughs> like Howard Stern says. <laughs> we might have said too much. Oh, really? That's what he says. Does he? Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, bye. Peace. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. Bye. Thanks. Bye.